You know, a lot is wrong right now with Jacksonville, but we're going to try to figure out where we can get help in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I am Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. We're also inclined to let you know that our YouTube page is free to subscribe to. Just go hit Locked On Jaguars and YouTube. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe and hit that bell button so you get notifications anytime we drop an episode and wherever you listen to your audio podcast make sure you tap into that place every single day so that you don't miss one of the episodes that we drop I'd like to give a special shout out to the everydayers of the locked on jaguars podcast i see you i feel you i hear you your impact is known and if you're a new person we glad we're glad to have you also but you can be an everyday or two just join and listen every single day all right, man, we got to get together and, and have a talk here as a family with um, with Jaguars. There's a lot to talk about. You won't see them here for a minute because they're headed over to the pond for a couple of weeks to play Atlanta and then Buffalo. Hopefully they can at least get a split. Although, you know, we're still optimistically hoping and rooting for them to win both games. They do that. All the narratives that we've been talking about the last day or two go away and they change. But right now, I want to talk about some of the things that's ailing the team. Drops. We'll hit that in segment two. Uh, how to get off the faster starts. We'll hit that in segment three. It's all tied, though, to what we're going to talk about here in segment one, and that is what can be done about the trenches. And when we talk about the trenches, a lot of times we think folks think we're just talking about one side or the other. The danger with the Jacksonville Jaguars is, and no coach has said this. In fact, the coach has actually said that the offensive line has been pretty good and he's not worried about them. He said that after two weeks. Um, I am, I'm concerned. I know a lot of folks are, you're pretty much looking at a team that isn't physical. They can't knock anybody off the ball on either side of the ball. And when they need to stop people, uh, defensively, the trenches don't do a good job in that respect. Now we can look at the stats the stats to tell you that they're doing fine stopping the run. The stats will tell you that the offense in two of their three games didn't play very well and didn't give them much of a chance. The stats would be right. That's why we said we we're going to talk about drops. But what has to happen when you're a, a maturing NFL team that's trying to separate yourselves from everyone else is when things aren't going well in one area, you, you double down on the other area. That's what the defense had done until the other day when it just looked like they gave up they gave up as well. And definitely some people look like they gave up on that kickoff return because I'm still I'm still watching that video. Yesterday I posted on social media and I watched it 50 times and then I watched it another 25 times. I'd say I doubled it since then and I still can't figure out how that fullback for Houston ran that touchdown back and why so many Jaguars were jogging. So while we're sitting here talking about all the things that need to get fixed with this team, the one thing... And we'll talk about the trenches in just a second. 
But you wonder if this thing is permeating through the other areas, and that's why they're not playing well. Doug Peterson keeps saying they need to execute. I think that's what he believes about the offensive line. Hell, Luke Fortner, the center, said, well, it was different last year. Nobody expected us to be good, and now that people expect us to be good, something like that, and we're trying and pressing too hard. I'm thinking, like, what? What? See, that stuff sounds good to people that never played sports. And it sounds good to people that did play sports but didn't play it at a real high level. But it doesn't sound good to somebody that, well, has talked to and watched for 30 years a lot of people that played at that level, and they tell you they don't think that way. Why are the Jaguars thinking that way? This is something that I don't like. I don't like ignoring things that are obvious. I don't like sugarcoating the stuff. So that comment by Luke Fortner combined with comments by about by Christian Kirk, and I'm going to paraphrase those two because I'm not sitting here reading it. Well, last week he talked about how hot it was, and this week he's saying maybe, you know, this – and I know what maybe he was trying to say. He was probably trying to make the best of the fact that this team was traveling. And they could use that to sort of galvanize themselves and and and, and kind of get, get back to whatever it is they got to get back to. One, I don't know how in the hell three games in you blame anything other than yourselves. I don't know why you need to look for exterior motivation when the bottom line is you get pushed around and guys are dropping passes and guys are not hustling on kickoff returns. And folks are missing tackles and getting inopportune penalties and getting field goals blocked. Whether you're in Jacksonville, whether you're in England, whether you're in Annapolis, whether you're in Daytona, Bermuda, it doesn't matter. If you do the same things, you're going to get the same result. Why do I need to get away from home to get it together when you got a brand new multi-million dollar facility that's one of the best in the league? Stories about rats in the locker room a couple of years ago. Well, ain't no rats in there now. It's some men in there playing like mice. Yeah, there you go. I said it. What can you do about these trenches? At this point, there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully, hopefully. And one of those is that at some point, Devon Hamilton will get healthy and come back and be himself. I don't necessarily know beyond rumor what is wrong and going on with him. It wasn't an on-the-field injury. Someone told me he had a, a very serious bout with something that caused him to lose, lose a lot of weight. So I don't know how close he is to coming back or if he is coming back this year. There's something you could do about offensively when you bring back Cam Robinson. Yeah, that Cam Robinson, the one that me and everybody else wanted to be run off. And mainly my uh, me running them off is because it didn't seem like they were that overly committed to him anyway. The funny thing is, is this team has – avoided hedging its bets this team has been steadfast in their approach about who they're going to lean on and how they're going to go about their business when it comes to these players they told us these are the guys this this is the group right you don't need everybody said as soon as this thing got right last year for the playoffs that you didn't need 
those four years that Caldwell tried to use now. Okay, so these are guys. This is what we're doing here. These these guys are good enough. Even Doug Peterson said the other day, they think they have the right guys in the building. They just got to play better. And I agree with that to a certain extent. But does that mean that playing better is going to be good enough for what we want? Because there are a lot of teams that play poorly and still find their way uh, to a victory, especially against a team like Houston. You don't have to play perfect in order to beat one of the worst teams in the league. They didn't play perfect and got smoked. So there's some alarming things. We're going to talk more about these trenches, and then we're going to talk about how we're going to fix those drops. And that's going to carry us to the how do we get off the faster starts in these games that could probably allow us to be more who over more of who our, our identity uh, is or who we want that identity to be. We're going to discuss it, man. We're going to discuss it all. Here on Locked On Jaguars, one of the things that you'll notice that I'm going to tell you here in segment two is this. You got, you better hope like hell that Cam Robinson is able to come back and either play left guard or play left tackle to the point where they can stick, walk a little inside to left guard and put Ben Barcher on the bench. It's the only way the offensive line trench is going to get better. I'll tell you more about it in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. I'm in the hair business. Y'all know that. Everybody knows that I've been a barber for over 30 years. And one of the things that I always encounter are men who are losing their hair. And they get absolutely, absolutely crazy about it. I'm glad I can tell them about Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. I know y'all like hearing that. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off of your first month subscription for free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com com slash men enter the promo code locked on find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair Nutrafol.com slash men spelled n-u-t-r-a-f-o-l.com slash men and enter the promo code locked on NFL that's Nutrafol.com slash men promo code locked on NFL we thank you for joining us here again in segment two of Locked on Jaguars as we talk about what is ailing, as my grandmother used to say, what ails you? What is ailing this team? What is causing this team to be under the weather? And what is the elixir or the antibiotic that's going to fix it? They're one and two at this point. One and one in the division. Oh, uh, one and two in the AFC. What could be done about the trenches? Well, Cam Robinson is going to come back, and hopefully he comes back and he's rejuvenated. Hopefully he's better than he was before he left. And even if he isn't, he'll at least, I think, provide a physical effect in the running game that's going to be felt. For the record, Walker Luther, Walker Luther has not been terrible at the left tackle. He has not been. He gave up a – Easily gave up a sack against – I know he gave up one against KC. He may have given up one against the Colts. 
And I don't know how he's played in the run game, but I know they run better to the right side than they do the left side. But in any event, at least it seems that way. Statistically, it might bear out something else. I think he's been good enough that you don't have to worry about him too much. But I want to see what he does at left guard. Anton Harrison has been held out a little bit because he got banged up. If this were next week, you'd probably see Walker Little at right tackle and you'd see Cam Robinson would be back from his suspension after week four. And you'd probably see him at left tackle. And then you wonder, did they even talk about cross-training Anton Harrison to another spot? Or is tackle going to always be his spot? And if so, when he plays against an elite player like Y'all, they got to help him, man. They got to help him. He's getting beat up. He's getting banged up by by these guys. Of course, Chris Jones is going to do that. But then the other day, it just seems like it was the same thing. You need to give the young man help. Just not ready for a whole NFL slate. Part of it could be that he was banged up in training camp, so he's never been healthy either. Those trenches need help, man. And usually that is not something you can fix during the season. It's a little too early to look around the league and see what's available and who wants to who wants to to start dumping people. I doubt if the the Vikings aren't going to dump Daniel Hunter after they just gave him a contract with a bunch of bonuses and guaranteed money. He ain't going anywhere. So when you talk about the defensive side of the ball, I was telling my buddy Sam this on the phone earlier. I said, Sam, even if Trayvon Walker is as good as we hope he is. Or even if he was as good as, you know, it, it would suggest that a guy who gets picked number one overall is, the Jaguars still needed to go out and get another edge rusher. I mean, not like go trading for Brian Burns, unless you were going to include Josh Allen in a trade for Brian Burns. If you weren't going to include Josh Allen in that trade, you ain't going to trade a guy that you give up two first round picks for, give $27 million a year. And then you have him, another guy you have on a franchise tag, and Trayvon Walker all standing around there, and two of them starting, and the other person sitting there like, well, I'm a franchise guy, or I'm the first overall pick, and you benched me, unless they were going to move Trayvon and put his hand on the ground. The only way they do that, in my opinion, is they put him in a spot that another guy that they restructured and re-signed was uh, Roy Robinson Harris. That's the spot he needs to play. You don't think he can play the others. I think he can play left big end, but I don't think he can play left big end when you have another defensive tackle on the field, a defensive lineman, a guy who already is a hybrid. You need at least two big run stuffers. You need a nose tackle, and then you need a really, really big guy to be able to, to hold down the fort. I think you get too small when you go Trayvon 275, Roy Robinson 290, and now you don't even have 330 with Devon Hamilton. I think you, you you run the risk of being too small when you do that. So what do you do? I think they're going to keep looking around. I think if Chase Young uh, becomes available, they may take a look-see and, and see how that works out. One thing about it, two things for sure, if they don't start getting the quarterback on the ground, you're going to hear more and more people talking about Trayvon was the wrong pick. I don't necessarily believe that. I think he has to be used a certain way. I love the athletic profile and using guys like that. I just think I'm not hung up on just the aspect of pass rushing like a lot of people are because those are the same people that would be – would they didn't allow me to be hung up on the fact that 
Uh, Yannick Ngakwe was a great pass rusher, but he wasn't good against the run. And then they said, well, you don't pay a guy like that. But now they're saying the other thing. You don't pay a guy who's good at everything except being a great pass rusher. I, I kind of just want folks to make up their mind, but they, uh, this is what it is. Nobody's going to do it. And they say, well, wait, there's nothing wrong with getting a complete player. You're right, but guess what? Complete players are hard to find. Guys that do both and guys that do everything are very, very difficult to find. And 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 I know people think Aiden Hutchinson is that dude. Aiden Hutchinson ain't playing the defense that they're playing here. And if we're just going to look at raw numbers, Aiden Hutchinson has one more sack than our guy right now. It's not about sack, Wig. It's pressure. You can look. I get it. I know when you look at the film, you don't, you don't see him splashing and doing the things that you think he should do, especially this week, man, against the Texans. There was just so much thought that they were going to handle their business, and they didn't, and I think that's what's the most dis- disappointing part. Who would have thought that they would have got thumped by 20 and gave up 37 points? Nobody. One thing they have to do is fix these drops. I don't know, other than the jugs machine, what they're going to do with Calvin Ridley, who we all figured is their best offensive player outside of Trevor Lawrence. I don't know what they're going to do. I think their best player right now is Travis Etienne, by the way. How do you make a guy more confident? Are they throwing the ball to him? Is he? Is he? Is it too much? Is he getting in too much traffic? Are they trying to force the ball? Just run the offense. Hard to do that with Zay Jones being out. So I'm going to tell you what I think that they should do to get off the faster starts and be more efficient. Doug Peterson talked about scaling it back. I'm going to tell you what I think scaling it back means. Scaling it back, in my opinion, means you come out, the only people that are going to touch the ball early in the game are the guys that you know are your best players. And they better not drop or fumble the ball. That's ETN, that's Ridley, that's Kirk, and that's Evan Ingram. Force feed them. I'm talking about for a quarter and a half. And then start working in everybody else. Y'all can leave Jamal Agnew right over there, though, doing special teams. Love him to death. I can't trust him. And at some point, you have to wonder, are the coaches going to trust Ridley? Are the coaches going to trust all of these other guys who can't hold on to the football? Everybody keeps having a case of the drops, and it always comes at the wrong time. We'll talk about that more in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. But first and foremost, I want to tell you about FanDuel. You need to snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use as a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. You need to kick off the NFL season with FanDuel. Make sure you use FanDuel.com slash locked on. Visit FanDuel.com and include money lines, props, etc. around your team. That's right. Money line, props, you get all of that. They give you all of that information at FanDuel. Make sure you do FanDuel.com slash locked on. 
All right, man, trying to make sense out of it. What can be done about the trenches? You better hope Cam Robinson and you better pray. First of all, you're going to pray for Devon Hamilton anyway that he gets better, but hopefully he'll be able to come back and give you something. And then hopefully they figure out a way to try to use Josh Allen and, and Trayvon Walker to be able to get more sacks and put more pressure on the quarterback. How do you fix the drops? Extra work after practice. Tell guys you need them. Remind them. Calvin Ridley, you're in a contract year. Come on, man. Let's go. We we, we want to see you be that guy. We'll do everything, but when we put the ball in your hand, you got to catch it. Just relax. Kirk, catch the ball. Without Zay Jones, too, this unit looks really small. Not Miami Dolphins small, but small in a different way. Like, I just wonder who's going to win the high point balls. That's not really Evan Ingram's thing. Evan Ingram catches the ball and he runs well after the catch, but he ain't a high point. He ain't jumping up in the air catching the ball. So when Trav has, when Trevor has these passes that aren't great, they don't have like a Mike Evans. I'd love to see Mike Evans as a Jaguar next year. People know how I feel about big, rangy receivers. I just think we have guys that don't – they get knocked up their line a little bit too quickly. When the ball arrives at the same time as the DB, the ball gets knocked out of their hands. So we're not going to fix the fact that they're, they're probably not a big physical receiving core. So Trevor just has to be more accurate. They have to be more pointed to where they're, they're going with the football and who they're going to give the football with. So how do you fix the drops? You have to depend on them. And if they can't stop dropping it, you have to sit them down. I'm sorry. I don't give, I don't give a damn who it is. If you can't, catch the ball you can't play until you learn how to catch it because by catching the ball you're going to get off the faster starts they would have scored a touchdown the other day had calvin ridley caught a touchdown now we think they're going to get better we think they're going to improve we think they're going to because of who they are and how they're cut and how they're made up we've seen it before right we think they're going to get it turned around but we won't believe it until we see demonstrated performance. And you have to be able to do that. And there's nothing about a team that can't win in the trenches, that can't get out of their own way. And those are Doug Peterson's words. That has a quarterback. Now, if I have one, one issue, when guys drop the ball, I like to see Trevor get on him a little bit. And I don't know if he's yoked that way or if he's built that way, but maybe tomorrow what we'll do in the show, we'll examine his leadership style. I won't say he lacks leadership. But he has a leadership style. And if it needs to be tweaked a little bit, we need some fire and brimstone. And it needs to come from the guys who are the better players. Everybody likes each other. Go up and clap, hand clap, in. man, come on, you got to catch that. And I don't know that he's not doing it, but we don't see it. So until we see it, I don't know if he does it or not. But you got to be able to depend on the guys that you think are the best players on your team because those are the guys that you're going to depend on to get off the fast starts. That's who you're forcing the ball to. I'm telling you, in the first probably 18 minutes of the game, if your name ain't ETN, Ingram, Kirk, Jones when he's back, or uh, Ridley, you're not seeing the ball for a quarter. We need to, we need to simplify this and get this back down to Lean on your best players in order to, to, to get off the quick starts. Just throw your stuff out there right now. Just go ahead and lay it out online. Just whip it right. There it is right there. This is what I'm working with. 
Let's go. We ain't got to fool you. We ain't got to come here with this misdirection with Agnew. We ain't got to get cute with these backup tight ends and these other guys that we think we can line something up and get a mismatch. We can do that later in the game. What we're going to do is four is enough. We're going to focus on these four people. And we're going to cook with them. It's what the real good teams do. There's no pretenses about it. This is who we're playing with. This is who we're coming with. And you got to stop it. They're not good enough to spread the ball around to seven people right now. They're just not. And as far as Agnew is concerned, Jamal Agnew, I like the kid, man. I, I think he represents a lot. He does a lot. He takes a lot of chances on special teams. And he has kept the Jaguars in a whole bunch of games before. But let me tell you something, bro. You cannot fumble three times in four games and think it's sweet like nobody's going to say anything about it and then probably start saying just leave him on the on the sideline. Don't even put him in the game. I don't care who you are. If you cannot protect the football, you got to sit. And in fairness to him, some of that might be the fact that he's sitting over there the whole time Sometimes when he returns punts, he lets them go. And when he returns kickoffs, he almost always lets them go. So we'll confuse this activity that he has and think that he's all greased up when they call him in a critical situation to come into a game with an end around or a lateral. And then as soon as he gets hit, bang, he drops the ball. They got to figure it out, man. They still talking about putting people in the right spot, still talking about lining folks up. The Jaguars got to get this thing together, and they got to do it very, very quickly. I think they can get it done. It might be ugly how they have to do it, but they're going to have to dig deep. I did not think that three weeks in, I was going to sit here and having to tell y'all that the Jacksonville Jaguars need to dig deep in order to figure this out, but that's what it is. It's going to take a deep dive. And you got to put your scuba gear on and go with them. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be as easy as we all made it sound. And I'm as guilty of it as anybody. Tell you what ain't hard at all is to watch Locked on NFL Monday through Friday, every single day. If you're on YouTube, you can catch it anytime. Go back and look at old episodes, man. You'll see how guys give you comprehensive, comprehensive stories from around the NFL with all the latest news and the breaking news. And they do a really good job. I'm one of those guys on Wednesdays along with James Rapine. But make sure you check everyone out. Too many guys to name, but everyone from around our network makes a contribution to Locked On NFL. Well, look at Trevor Lawrence and his leadership style. Notice I didn't say lack of leadership. We're going to talk about Trevor Lawrence and his leadership style on tomorrow. Let me make a big note of that because we're going to do a little dive into that to see if why we love Trevor Lawrence we're going to make sure that he's doing all the things right that he needs to do in order to be the franchise quarterback that we all need him to be. All right, man, until the end, you guys take care of each other. We appreciate you, the everydayer, for joining us here on Locked on Jaguars. Make sure, make sure you join us again every single day. Until the end, take care.